You ever read a meme on social media and part of you is like, yeah, that makes sense. I understand what that's telling me. But the other part of you is like, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, I get that a lot. Well, hello again, my family and friends. This is the TVD Podcast Network. I am your host, Eddie, and we are here for another show on another week. Uh, sometime in February is when this will come out. So I'd uh, just like to say thank you for listening, and I hope that you're enjoying the show. And if you have any questions or would like to get in contact with us, please feel free to contact us on our social media. And, uh, you know, we have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those wonderful things that all these uh, wonderful people can contact us with and there's a link in the description for the show that will you could send me a direct voicemail if you'd like to send me a voicemail that way whatever it is that floats your boat do that let's do that so often i see these memes that that you see them, um, they make you chuckle a little bit, and you're like, yeah, I guess it's kind of true. But then you realize, like, it's only so partially true that it's almost stupid. And then you realize, like, the reason why these things get viral on the internet is because most humans are kind of stupid. And stupid, by definition, I think the best definition I ever heard of that was willfully ignorant. So anybody that chooses to choose ignorance over knowledge... And then, obviously, an abundance of knowledge does not dictate wisdom. And I believe wisdom is probably the biggest scarcity in our, at least in the American culture. If you live in another culture and you think it's differently or think it's different, I would be, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that or why you think that that might be a problem or why you think it's, to me, I feel like it almost sometimes seems America-specific just based on daily interactions with people. This kind of goes back to that uh, Marcus Aurelius quote. Say to yourself in the early morning, I shall meet today ungrateful, violent, treacherous, envious, uncharitable men. All of these things have come upon them through ignorance of real good and ill. I can neither be harmed by any of them, for no man will involve me in wrong, nor can I be angry with my kinsmen or hate him, for we have come together in a world to work together. That isn't exactly the one I was looking for. <laughs> but basically what he says is that you should recognize that you are going to come amongst the ignorant and come amongst the as I said earlier, stupid. And you'll have to take that as part of the natural order of what happens. And that gets really difficult at times because we, I mean, you can kind of see it in this left-right paradigm in our politics and our culture where you've got the, uh, the, the liberals and the conservatives, the racists and the the libtards and the socialists and blah, 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 and this very myopic view of one side and trying to make it so that it's something that is probably a lot more than what we want to actually look at it as. You know, just humans being human. And I, I do believe that 
you know, the only way out of this is introspection. I believe that the only way to kind of put a halt on the path of Caesar is to maybe kind of stop and think, you know, just for a minute. (laughs) I know. And I, and it it is, it is kind of simple because you, you would think that the solution is very simple. I mean, Christians say it all the time, right? You just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. If you got Jesus, then everything will be all right. But the problem is, is I think most Christians are unfortunately disillusioned on what it means to need Jesus. The best quote, I think, or I don't even, it was a a video. The dude was talking about how his, you know, when he was growing up, his grandma, his, his great grandma was talking about how Jesus was coming. Jesus was coming. She died never seeing Jesus. Then his grandma, same thing. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I mean, she died never, never seeing Jesus. And then his mom, same, same thing. And he recently had lost his mom and she died and never saw Jesus. And he was like, I think what the problem that, that people don't understand is that Jesus said to walk with me, not wait for me. Right? Be him as much as possible be the teacher and if you notice like even just among us let's skip the spirituality side of it for a second but uh, when you look at human beings the more we learn about a subject we start to become teachers of said subject and then the more we learn about the subject even after we've started teaching we even learn even more so we progress and our ideologies shift and move. And this is all introspection kind of stuff, right? Like, And I don't think that we are incapable of this kind of thing. I think we get stuck and stagnant. And you see this with people that talk about, like, how their generation was the best generation. Oh, the 80s were the best. The 90s were the best. The 2000s were the best. You know I guess you probably need a couple more years to get there. Cause I think we're right now we're in the eighties are the best, uh, bitch and moan people. Like it's the eighties is going to be the best for those guys for a really long time, you know, like, and, uh, you know, they always talk about living in the past on how detrimental that is over to your general psyche. And maybe it's an ability to not understand or not to be able to comprehend change and the inevitability of change. Or the possibility of betterment, right? Like maybe we don't understand that when we live in the past, we forget that the purpose of of humanity is to progress. You know, a lot of the biblical stuff says, uh, you know, go out and go forth and recreate or whatever the heck. But uh I don't think it actually like, obviously we're for more than that. (laughs) I mean, we're, I guess in a way we we recreate society. We reevaluate, create greater technologies, create um, different worlds in a way. I mean, artistically speaking, I mean, the, 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 our fiction is amazing, right? Like we have all these ideas and some of our fiction becomes reality. Humans are 
extremely industrious. And I mean, we are built to create. It's one of our greatest gifts. And we will continue to create and make our lives easier, which maybe is not the best thing. I don't know. It's hard to say. Again, back to the general populace that doesn't seek for introspection or for wisdom. You know, the only things they learn are the things that they want to dig their heels on or a hill to die on. They're not actually interested in being better humans. They're just interested in maintaining the status quo. A lot of what Marcus Aurelius talks about in meditations, he he often, I, I almost feel for him in those books, in that book, because I mean, number one, you're reading the dude's journal. So it's kind of, it's kind of private a little bit, you know? And then number two, he was sounded like a pretty frustrated individual and he was doing his best to deal with the people that were around him. You know, he's grateful for the people that he felt he learned from and he was never or tried not to be disillusioned. I don't think you write about that kind of stuff because you are solidified in that belief. I think you write about it to try to try to solidify your belief. You you write down and create and talk about to reinforce your cornerstones to make sure that what you believe in is not just blind faith, right? This is why I think biblical scholars, some biblical scholars will study the Bible, why Christians study the Bible, why Muslims study the Quran, you know, why the Jewish study the Torah. But, you know, like, yeah, I've been really into philosophy, so I read a lot about philosophy. I learn about different philosophers. And yeah, and for the most part, I got an echo chamber of the guys that I listened to. They learned from each other. You know, they passed down these books to learn from each other. And this is where my frustration comes in, I guess, with a lot of my connections in reality is that you don't learn much unless you're trying to learn and use social media to learn. And hence, back to the original point of the meme logic. You know, memes were created, I think it was in Harvard. It was a, uh, I can't remember what, which, he's a pretty popular professor too, and I can't think of his name. It might have been, uh, he just started a podcast, uh, Dawkins, I think. Um, but they used memes to help you relate a picture to a piece of knowledge. And it works well. Like people were like quotes. I was I was picking up like Buddhist quotes and Stoic quotes, like just from seeing a meme on. And I remember having this discussion with this dude at a bar, and we were both like tipsy. I wouldn't say drunk, but a little tipsy. And we both were quoting all these memes we could think of off the top of our head. And and we were like, Oh, we like that. I like this one. Oh, did you hear this one? And then we'll go back and oh yeah, I saw that one. And we tried, I mean, we were I guess we'd have to probably bust out the uh, the old fact checker to make sure that uh, we were on point, at least with calling out who made the quote. Because we, <laughs> we were like, I think that was Gandhi. I think that was Bob Marley. I think that was Buddha. Like, just back and forth, like, repeating these quotes over and over again. And then you start to realize, like, some of this 
is nefarious, right? Like some of it's a lie. Like some of it is created to dissuade you from actual truth. False prophets, right? Like starting to get people throwing out this this information that makes you think that you are you know something or you learn something. Like I saw basically what was in this this meme. Actually, I guess it was more of a video, but it, you know, give or take about a minute long video talking about the lack of government. And in it, I understand the premise. Again, I am an anarcho-libertarian. I believe in less government. I believe our current government is failing in a lot of different aspects. But I also believe that they help in a lot of aspects. And I don't talk about that enough because I think that when you look at certain things that we take advantage of, you see that there are some benefits to humans working together to create something on a grander scale than just ourselves. You know, interstate systems, port systems, electrical infrastructure, water systems, agricultural systems. Lots of this is more private sector mixed with government, but it's still the unifying creation of humanity trying to put something together, utilizing a hierarchy some kind of hierarchy system, right? Like, it's not just like a group of people that are like, oh, let's do this. You know, I think it was, was a Sam Adams and, um, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. One of the founding fathers, they were discussing about what the role of government is. And there was at one point where one of the founding fathers was saying that they wanted to do an agricultural system and the agricultural system you know, from the government, they were saying, no, 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 that's a private sector thing. And he's like, well, we can get more done and create more profit and revenue and benefit the total totalitarian of the people if we use the, the, the power of the government to create these aqueducts or these uh, water fixtures for agriculture. So this is this has obviously been an argument forever, right? Like, <laughs> how do we create a world where government is beneficial to the people how do we create and i think personally it has to do with the involvement of the people and the ability for the people to communicate said involvement so that means transparency of government and that means getting involved with local to local people, local politicians, up to your federal politicians, your congressmen and your senators. And these senators, man, and it's crazy, like once they're there, they've got a better chance of winning just because they're there. And that to me shows that you people really just don't pay attention. Like we're just we, we just don't pay attention. I don't know if there's a uh, some kind of app or some kind of reporting device i would love to see how people vote like when when there's a bill or something that i'm interested in that i want to see i want to see all my congress people and all my senators all the people i have control over in my ballot i want to see how they vote so i can see if they were serving my interests and my what i wanted or were they serving themselves and then that way i can do what i can to get them out you know something definitive That'd be, that'd be a, maybe that's an app to work on if you're an app person. It's a good idea. I love the internet. I love 
a lot of what I know today started with what I've started learning on the internet and on social media. I, I get frustrated when I hear people say that social media is bad for the government or bad for the people and people want to regulate it more and more and they want to do this more and more. And I think that's a very bad idea. But at the same time, I'm not most people. And I notice when you look at how other people respond to certain information, to certain cultural tribal triggers and how they just pop off about whatever stupid nonsense they saw in the news instead of looking at easier or deeper context. And at the very least, looking at yourself. Like one of the best ways that I've seen to try to describe the necessity of government is, well, I can't remember where I saw it, but it's called the uh, shopping cart test. So you go into your, it doesn't matter where you are, where you live, probably some places are worse than others. You go into the local shopping market and you go through the parking lot and you look for, most parking lots will have the uh, cart corrals, right? For your shopping cart. You can almost always guarantee that there will be a buggy or cart that is not in its shopping cart. It's either in the middle of a parking space or way out in the middle of nowhere or bumped up against the side of the corral, bumped up against whatever. And this is, this is a thing that is, you don't get paid to do it. It's a honor system entirely based on the honor system. You just have to go out and put your card away. And you will find more often than not that there's always somebody that does not care to participate or does not care to even hold themselves accountable for the decisions that they make. This is all based on a shopping cart. <laughs> Like, it's kind of a deep philosophical thought when you think about it, right? Like, this is a very simple, maybe an extra two-minute task. Just simplicity at its at its finest. Put the cart away. That's it. That's all it is. And there's somebody who's always out there. That's somebody else's job. That's not my job. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's okay that it's here. There's always going to be that those people, right? Like, they always exist. And therein lies the necessity for government because there's selfish people that exist in our society, probably more often than not, that require a steady hand of governance to be able to accept just the basic disciplines of life, you know, like this is why the nanny state is so pervasive. It's just because you look at like the dumb stuff that people do and the dumb things they fall for. And then you have to ask yourself, what is the role of government? Right. To keep the general populace safe. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fine double edged sword in it. 
yeah it's it's and it's frustrating it's extremely frustrating at any rate i do appreciate you listening my name's eddie this is the tbd network and as dire as the situation might be shows like this shows that bring about introspection shows like uh shout out to the rajiv show um daily stoic um the the one that was it called the one that feeds the one that the one you feed it's about the two wolves parable so that there's two wolves inside of every human and the one you the which they're constantly battling and the, they ask which one is the one that wins the battle and the response is the one you feed in fact, that's what's called the one you feed. <laughs> but shows like that, like podcast shows, um, there's other. I don't know. I feel, I feel like cartoons tend to touch on serious subjects more so than the average entertainment television. But at any rate, I do believe if you're listening to this show, you're one step ahead, and I appreciate you, and I think that. I have hope that the world will be in a better place, but as it is and as it stands now, it is what we have, it is what we deal with, and all we can do is speak. We don't, our job is not to drag those into the world kicking and screaming, but to speak our truth, speak it softly, and those with the ears to hear and the minds to listen will join you in your message. So we'll stand and leave it at that. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great anything. If you are thinking about somebody, let them know you're thinking about them. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.